Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Welcome, 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 fam. I want to let you know that I have a free guide for you. Three steps to start changing your life. We are going to cultivate some self-discipline. We're going to dream big and we are going to start chasing those heckin' goals. So if you go to livemyhappyhealth.com, you are going to find it. Um, I cannot wait to see you there. All right, y'all. Let's party. Okay, welcome podcast fam. We have got Danielle here. And for those of you who like choose to watch it on YouTube, you're gonna see this like sunset glow. She's got like the highlighter and like like kind of a golden hour vibe right now. And I look like a clam. So she's like definitely killing the game right now. So Danielle is she works mostly with anxiety, but I imagine there's some other stuff sprinkled in. She is a mindset and emotional awareness coach, which is so valuable. Love that. Um, so we connected on 90 day, our business coaches who like shout out our super dope and she's going to come on and tell you all things, emotional awareness and mindset and how to chill the heck out. Probably. Um, welcome Danielle. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, and to speak on all things, anxiety and whatever comes up. (laughs) So tell us about you and, uh, what you do and how you got into it. Yeah. So, um, like you said, I'm a mindset coach, emotional awareness coach. I basically, um, I find I'm very passionate about like conscious awareness and bringing in our beliefs um, that are in our subconscious forward. And so that's where the emotional awareness is um, comes from. Uh, I mainly help uh, individuals release anxiety, release stress um, by helping them identify own and then and then release and move past um, their fears um, because all of our anxieties come from fears. And mm-hmm. so the more that we can understand where these fears come from um, in our past and how we've agreed to these fears and these beliefs and then learn how to, like, we don't need to hold on to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a long, it's a process and how to do that. So um, I kind of came into it because about four or five years ago, um, anxiety kind of took me out and no one around me knew really anything about anxiety and I felt alone in that process um and I realized that my anxiety I mean I guess moving through it I realized that my anxiety really came from it was heightened because I felt alone in it because if anxiety is fears and Mm -hmm. a lot of our anxieties have to do with like our love and belonging and feeling like we're worthy um and so if you have the fear that you're the only one who has anxiety, people don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. That's a fear on top of another fear that was already causing it. And so yeah. it just causes us to really, really heighten. Um, yeah. And I decided something within me just really knew it wasn't me. So I didn't want to take medication and I went to therapy and I just kind of really worked through it um, mm-hmm. and felt like there was so much information that we're just not told about anxiety. Mm-hmm. I did a yep. lot of like 
research out of it. Um, I like did homework, like my therapist now like, will check in and yeah. she's like, you would not be where you are had you not done all the stuff that you did outside. Yeah. Right. So in therapy, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people who are going to therapy and they're not getting the benefits out of it because mm-hmm. they're not keeping, keeping themselves accountable outside. Yeah. And um, I've always just been in tune with emotions. I'm like really awesome at yeah. them and feeling mm-hmm. them. So uh, one of my strengths and weaknesses. Um, and so I just took it kind of on. I think in the middle of my journey, I knew that this is going to be for somebody else. And so I just have really implemented it into every area of my life and really went from somebody who had a huge yeah. amount of abandonment fear, mm-hmm. um, living by myself across the country. And wow. so that's like huge. And I have anxiety situational now and it lasts for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to help people do that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of my, yes. Oh, I love that. So you talked about kind of incorporating what you do into every area. Um, but first I want to land on what the difference is between what you do now and what you, like what a therapist would do. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so what I do now is I feel like in therapy, you can only take people, uh, you can only do so much. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I love my therapist. I love therapy, um, but there are, there's certain parameters around in which I feel like they can share um, and make mm-hmm. you feel like seen. And so I think a lot of people sure. go and they don't necessarily know that the person on the other side has experience what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the difference I feel like between coaching and therapy is um, we're kind of talking about the same things, mm-hmm. but I'm able to share my experience and make and know exactly like, hey, I've been in your spot and I yeah. know like that kind of way is I feel like my clients resonate a lot with that. The mm-hmm. other portion is when you leave therapy, you leave therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And I like in my programs, um, in my group coaching and in my one-on-one, um, like I'm giving you, like I'm giving you tools, I'm giving you homework. Yeah. And I'm walking you through the exact process that took me three years to walk through mm-hmm. in therapy. And I'm doing that in a shortened period of time. Yeah. Um, the questions that took me a long time to figure out they were the questions I need to ask myself. Um, so I feel like there's just more accountability being had in, in that process so okay. that you're doing the work. Yeah. I think I was talking to my other interview this morning about it. So I'm, I'm a therapist. I don't know if you know. Um, and I think one of the differences that we were talking about is like, it's a different stage too. So like for me, the way I, the way I look at it is like the amount of suffering that someone is in when they come to therapy is different than the discomfort they feel. Not that they're not suffering, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a different level um, where like therapy can get you really from like, it has its stage, but like when you're, when you're good but being like optimizing that's really much more of like a coaching realm than like I'm suffering and I want to not suffer that's much more of like a therapy realm so I want people to understand the difference like and there's probably I would imagine once you do it for enough time like there's people like come to you where you're like I can't help you like you're you need therapy first you need this you need to work through these things because I'm the next stage have you run into that yeah, actually, it's a really good point. I totally agree. Cause I think that one, like I've told, I've, especially in my last group one, I had somebody who just had come from therapy mm-hmm. and was looking for like that, the next step ability. Yeah. And it was funny because in those conversations, I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, I think there, there's a, there's something really beautiful about, um, even like coaching for me, like, mm-hmm. a tra- like transitioning out of therapy. Yeah. Like, 
right? Like I've sat and I processed, like he hit rock, rock, rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Same with me. I hit rock, rock, rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, now I need more. Like I've yeah. come, I'm really good with sitting with my right. emotions. Um, and so I think there's that, that piece. And then for sometimes my clients come to me and they're like, well, I'm in therapy. Should I do that in this? And I'm like, I think you should like, unless like yeah. there's nothing wrong with it in my right. opinion to go see, like I've had coaches and I've also seen my therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. because like if you're in a position where you you want to have that space for that mm-hmm. you also want to come and get other tools and tips yeah. like it just depends on where you're at like yeah. I, think I think the levels are different yeah, totally yeah that makes sense yeah okay so you got into this because you went through and you're like oh my god there's so many people suffering so what does it look like you gave us a good explanation when in your when we first met you um so when someone comes, like what, what are the typical things that you see people struggle with other than just like general anxiety? Like what are you, so for me, I think of it in terms of like themes, what like themes do you see people struggle with? Is it anxiety around their loved ones or lost and abandonment you said, or their job or something's just not right? Like, what is it? What do you see a lot of? I think a lot of it has been people are anxious and they don't know why. And they think it's a lot of the external things that are happening currently in their life, like mm-hmm. um, various things. Like, I think right now, like a lot of people, I think we're coming from like COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like where their anxieties, they could vocalize that where their anxieties are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of like work anxiety that I hear a lot. Um, yeah. And yeah, mostly work and a lot of work anxiety, but mm-hmm. um I think by the end of it, it's like, it's for me, I think we think we have so many things going on, but Mm -hmm. it's really the same fears and the same Mm -hmm. uh, emotions that are actually happening in every area of your life. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I like, I like to simplify it down for them. Um, And that's where I think that's that stress level of anxiety, right? Like they just Mm -hmm. don't want anxiety anymore. Like that's how they come to me. Um, And so I kind of like, I kind of, work with them to understand that mm-hmm. like anxiety is a part like a part of you right. we gotta get with the, right. <laughs> anxiety we can't just wish it away yeah uh, and so yeah I don't know if that answered your question but I feel like the most like themes is really like they don't want anxiety anymore and mm-hmm. they don't really know why it's happening yeah something I say all the time is like the only people that have no problems are dead people <laughs> like because you're alive like you're gonna experience the spectrum of human emotions and and you probably see this as well where like if you cut yourself off or you try and cut yourself off from one, you cut yourself off from all. So people who run from anxiety actually run from joy and, and feeling empowered. Like they can't feel confident because they're running from one and they're, they always come together. So you can't just be like, well, I never want to feel sad again. Okay. Well, um, only dead people experience that, but you're alive. So like you literally don't have that option. But if you run from those, and that's where I see a lot of people struggle, and you may see this too, is they're good when the emotion is pleasant, when they're happy, which they probably don't experience very often because they try and run from anxiety and that creates more anxiety and stress. And then they're just like in a hell hole, which is horrible. Um, So learning to sit with it, like what you were just saying is like, okay, yeah, like it's a part of life. You literally cannot get rid of it. That's not real. So how do you take people through that process? Like what happens when they figure that out? 
I think that it's almost like, it's so funny. Cause I think when I figured out that it was never going away, like mm-hmm. that it's always going to be a part of me. I think that gave me a, um, I think it's like a tiny bit of tightening. And then, it, and then I was like, okay, like that means that I'm never, there's not an end game to this. So I can get on board of like, I feel like it was good information for me. Like I felt kind of calmed by it. Like, okay. So every time I have anxiety doesn't mean I'm going all the way backwards. So I think yeah. like, oh, nice. when, yeah, I think like when they are actually realizing that they're kind of understanding like, okay, this is a part of me. My body's like a lot of things that I'm saying is like your body's working for you. They're working for you. Like it's, don't you think like if your heart was stopping or something else was misaligned in your life, like your or in your body, your body would want, you want your body to alert you. It's alerting you that you're wrong. So it's information um, and it's not there to like hurt you. And I think like when that clicks in their mind, they're like, okay, they're no longer afraid of anxiety. Yeah. And then they don't feel like they're anxiety is going to make them go backwards. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is, I kind of just being like, it's information. It's on your side. Like I mm-hmm. just kind of nail that into their brain. And then I think <laughs> calms them a little, like, I think yeah. that makes them feel calm about it. And I share mm-hmm. like, yeah, listen, like I get anxiety too, still mm-hmm. like I'm like, right. it's, it's a you're alive. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like you're saying that too. Cause, um, I, there's like Brené Brown talks about like how you can't numb your, numb your emotions. Right. If, you know, if you numb the dark emotions, like you're going to mm-hmm. also positive and I just thought that was like so awesome right I was just talking to a friend yesterday about how that I'm like yeah like I cry a lot but I also experience so much joy like I full spectrum of emotions but I understood that so well when she said it because I'm like I just feel it all um and And that's the goal like that's health is feeling it all now you know if you're on the on one end of the spectrum for too long that's where we get things like depression and so we get things like mania like you want to experience the spectrum and not fight it so much. So it sounds like when you tell people like you're not getting rid of it, there's no, that's not what we're working towards. They can go, Oh, Oh, I can stop fighting so much to get rid of it, which I imagine is like a, a big release. Cause they're like, Oh, like, Hey self, that's permission to not fight it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if we, like I always say, like if we're fearful of anxiety, Mm-hmm. Now you have anxiety about having anxiety. Exactly. I'm like, that is like, I mean, and I lived in that area for a good, I think it took me a good year and a half to like get out of that area. And so I'm like, if I can teach someone that hack quicker, like that's like, I'm like, I'll give it to you because I think yeah. like really knowing like, Hey, anxiety is fears. And now I'm fearful that I have anxiety. I'm like, shoot, I don't want to add like another fear. Right. Um, and I think that just helps like neutralize this, your body more yeah (laughs) Hmm. so you see a lot of anxiety about anxiety and a lot of do you have a lot of people who like beat themselves up for having anxiety like I know you said it was really isolating that's something I ran into a lot too is well do other people experience this every everyone else seems fine and it's like yeah but you're not in their brain watching their brain like scream (laughs) 24 7 so yeah yeah yes I think that like you're saying, I don't think a lot, I think we're a lot better now than we were even five years ago mm-hmm. uh, about talking about anxiety, stress, and all of those things. Yeah. And so I think that one, people don't want to admit that they have it or don't feel comfortable to admit yeah. that they have it. And so therefore, if I'm struggling and I can't help but say that I have anxiety, the other person, one, either doesn't 
feel like admitting it because they're embarrassed by it or mm -hmm. two, they don't really know that they have anxiety, right? Like I've yeah. a lot of people on my sharing of the symptoms that I've had with anxiety that are like, Oh, I didn't know that was anxiety. I'm like, what did you think it was? Um, they're normal. They don't know. And yeah, so they don't know. And so that's, um, it's been awesome to share those things mm -hmm. because people are like, you know, understanding. And so I think the more I can empower people to just be comfortable with it and mm -hmm. share, like, I'm pretty sure the other person on the other side has anxiety in some way, shape or form, right? Like my mom actually just came to me, like she's been on this journey with mm -hmm. me and like yeah. just weeks ago. And she was like, okay, I think like the nervous feeling that I had in my stomach all this time has been anxiety and I didn't realize. And so I just yeah. think terms around it, we're just not familiar with it and what it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if you're alone in that, I think a lot of people aren't really mm -hmm. expressing it. That can be super lonely. Um, you can think you're the only one. And that's mm -hmm. why like getting around people who say that it's okay. Yeah. And they have it helps. And I've noticed that a lot in my group programs, like just that feeling of not being alone um, mm -hmm. serves so much purpose. And I didn't have yeah. that. And so I'm just like grateful to be able to give that um, because I, I didn't, like, I felt like I was yeah. through the entire process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like what you were speaking on, your, your mom didn't know, like, that's just her normal. Yeah. Like, how would you know? Like, have you ever, um, have you ever been to like a Catholic church? Mm -hmm. You know how they do, like, they, I don't know what it's called. They say the thing and then the, the people say the thing back. Like, if you grow up Catholic, you that's your normal so you don't know that if you go to like another another sect you're just like oh they don't they don't talk back that's this is weird and it's not weird it's just not your normal so when you grow up with these symptoms especially if you've never thought to question like hey is this normal and most people don't because it's literally just their normal so they don't even know so i can imagine that when people see the symptoms and they say oh my god like oh oh like I thought everyone, I don't know, pick a symptom. Like I thought everyone did that. And you're just like, oh yeah, it's anxiety. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it's funny cause like not funny, but um, like when I talk about what my symptoms were when I was really bad, it was like dry heaving. Um, my arms were like, I had so much pain in my forearms. Like I carry a lot of anxiety in my forearms. Like that two years after I had, like all of this happened. Um, I was like getting a massage and my, my, there, my masseuse asked me if I played volleyball and I was like, absolutely not. I don't play sports. Um, but like, I'm like, there's no, I can't even like pretend that yes, yeah. but like, it's because like my anxiety, my, my forearms were so tight from anxiety wow. that like, that's, she actually thought I like was, yeah. um, that's and like, yeah, like, um, I had, like, I just felt like just really tense in a lot of areas. Um, mm -hmm and yeah dry heaving and um like nervous stomach right feel like couldn't really my throat felt very closed up couldn't really eat um so like all of those things um and i think that like i had multiple people share with me like oh i didn't know before i was you know standing up for a presentation when i felt like dry heaving that that was anxiety um like you know just different things right we just like nervous jitters it's like yeah Oh, your body thinks like it's in danger, like right. it is trying to like run, run. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just think it's been um, interesting, right, to like yeah. share and help people understand. Like, there's a lot of symptoms. You can can you? Oh, go ahead. No, go. I was done. 
Oh, I was just going to ask you to share some of the symptoms that you experienced. That I experienced? Mm -hmm. Or that you see other people experience often, whichever. Yeah, I think a lot of like, I, other people, I think a lot of like, um, I've noticed like heavy shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been hearing that a lot from men, um, like heaviness in their shoulders. Um, I think there's a lot of like, obviously nervousness in your stomach. Um, the no eating, like, uh, not being able to like Mm. swallow was a huge one. That was one that I really, really struggled with. Like I could only eat certain things. Um, Mm. but I was like, then you'd get hungry, but like it wasn't, it wouldn't go down. Uh, yeah, that one's like, that one I like can, I will feel that mostly if I feel anxious. Um, and then, yeah, when I'm really, when I was really, really anxious, like I was, uh, oh, um, dry heaving a lot at night, um, which is scary. I think that's the scariest, yeah. um, for sure. And I think that's what scared my family the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was radiating a lot of heat. That was the other Interesting. one on my life. Why do you think that is? No, I think like, I think just nervous sweating, maybe, I don't know. Like yeah. it was, maybe yeah. like increased blood flow. Cause yeah. if you're, if you're in fight or flight, it makes sense that your, your body's like, we're going to put more blood to the muscles so we can run and then you would yeah. be hotter. That would yeah. make sense. Um, yeah. And I feel oh. like, um, yeah, I think the, the, the dry heaving and the entire time to eat was like the scariest for everybody. And that was, that was their him like you need to get help yeah <laughs> um and I had a really big I didn't know this at the time like in the beginning but I had a really big abandonment fear like I have a big I don't like I still have it um yeah. but uh it used to be really massive uh and that's kind of what took me out and um so at the time I couldn't physically be alone like it was really hard for me to physically be alone mm-hmm. uh, so that was like another one. I just felt like I needed somebody in the room. Um, yeah. That one I find um, can lead a lot of people to be in or stay in really awful relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just gotten out of one. So um, that was dangerous for me to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mentally, like my body was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are yeah. you doing? And yeah. I, um, I, in the, in the mix of that, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but that was one mm-hmm. of the things. And I definitely felt like left, like no one was fighting for me in that. And I think mm-hmm. that just proved my mind yeah. a thousand percent, right. Uh-huh. That like, no one's going to fight for you. You're going to be alone and you know, you can't mess up or you can't, not that I did, but like, you can't, you know, falter and people aren't yeah. going to complaining. And mm-hmm. that was enough proof that I had built up over years that I was right. abandonment. That was like, we're out. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like our life is dangerous and I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. And, um, that's why like, when I talk about this time period in my life, probably lasted like three months of severe, severe anxiety. Um, and I tell people like, I had a lot of things going on. I don't associate it with all the external things happening. I was like, my body was just done. It was done. It was like, hello, alert to you. This is not safe. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not healthy for me to think it was because of a breakup, because my job was not doing well, because of my grandpa was about to pass away. Like there was a lot of things happening, but um, it was so much more than that. It was so Mm -hmm. much ignoring things for years. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm like, I don't associate it with like, I didn't have an anxiety break because of that. I just, yeah. 
was just time. <laughs> time. I think it's also like, I think it's both, right? So it wasn't 100% those circumstances, but just like the nature versus nurture argument, it's always both. Like stressful situations can ex- exacerbate, somebody tell me how to pronounce that word, can make your anxiety <laughs> symptoms worse. Yeah, and yes. then your anxiety symptoms being worse can make stressful situations worse. So it's always both. Like if you normally have anxiety, but you, you manage it. Okay. Like it's your normal. So you live with it. And then something happens you're it's gonna escalate. Of course it is. So it's, it's definitely both. Like it's not an excuse. There's an explanation. You had a lot of things going on and your body was dumb, burnt out. Like, and the thing about anxiety too, is you can only live that way for so long before your body shuts you down. And that too is information. And a lot of people will just say, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And it's like, your, your brain thinks you're running from a, and your body think you're running from a bear 24 seven. Like eventually you're going to crash. That's the only thing that comes out of this is that people crash. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I think, right. Like I always say, like I had anxiety probably three years before that pretty bad, but I didn't know. I really didn't know that it was anxiety. Yeah. Like that was like, I didn't know. Um, I didn't, and I was, yeah. And then I, it, it fixed itself, <laughs> meaning I had a good coping yeah. things come into my yeah. life. It didn't bother yeah. me. It was fine. Um, until I wasn't, but mm-hmm. I always tell people, that's why it's like, I know you had anxiety like a couple months ago and now you changed your job and you feel happy or you got into a relationship mm-hmm. and you feel happy, but I'm like, let me be to tell you, like, it will come back. And next time mm-hmm. it will be stronger you're right, right. Until, you, until you decide to to like figure to out behind mm-hmm. it right like so now I know me when I get stressed out and things come in I know my anxiety so well and I know mm-hmm. my things so well that it doesn't take me out and right. like that's the beauty of it and like it's taken a lot like it's taken me going through mm-hmm. it, but that's why I know it's so worth it to take that time to like mm-hmm. you know go to therapy get the help do all that stuff work through them um yeah. because is possible to not have anxiety run you and that you can get yeah. on side. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can't ignore yeah. it. And I think it takes those cycles too, because mm-hmm. you can, yeah. uh, you can plan for a scenario, but until you're in it, you really don't know what works. So you may say, well, and, and here's the thing that I, that I run, I run into a lot too, is like certain things will work for a certain level but different things work for a different level. So if normally like I'm, I'm a napper. So if normally like a nap works or going outside or like I have dogs, so playing with my dog, like that may work for like maybe a one to four. Right. But if I'm at like a seven, eight, nine, those things that work for one to four are not going to work for seven, eight, nine. You may need to do something different, but we don't know they don't work. And we don't know the level they work until we get there. And something I tell people often when I start working with them is like, whatever we try is not going to work every time. That's why we need multiple things. And it may not work at all once we get to a certain level. So at that point, like try anything. If it works, great. If it doesn't, okay, that's not the thing for that level. And that sounds like something you probably run into as well. I to- like, I totally agree. I think, right. There's like, there's, <laughs> there's different things that bring up anxiety, right? So like mm-hmm. when I, my massive anxiety gets hit again, I'm like, okay, at this point, like I need, I know what I need to do. I need to sit down, I need to process. I need to tell myself, okay, to feel it. And I need to yeah. not take action. Like I know me, I'm like, okay. don't, if I take action, uh, 
in in a certain area there's there's one area i'm like if i take action then anxiety is going to heighten because mm-hmm. the action i take is going to cause the reality that i'm most fearful of like yeah that's for me that's in dating like dating friendships that's where that i'm like don't take action out of yeah. anxiety but then business wise if i'm anxious mm-hmm. because i'm worried about you know a money move or i'm worried about um anything like that yeah. right well, I don't want to look at my finances or I don't want to look at this. Like if I'm anxious <laughs> in that kind of way, or even with working out, it's take the action. Yeah. So totally different scenarios, but it's mm-hmm. like one is different than the other because yeah. one is serving. Like, so I feel like there, it, I agree. I think like in, uh, in different scenarios and in different levels, you mm-hmm. either sit in process, you don't take action or you take action for yourself. Yeah. Um, in a positive way, you just have to get to know yourself really well. Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, when you're, when you have an emotion and you feel like, you know, stressed out or angry or whatever it is inside of you, what do you normally do? Like, what do you mm-hmm. normally do? Get really familiar with what you normally do so that when it comes up, you know, it so well. And you're yeah. like, you're, does that usually work for me? No, it doesn't. So then now I'm going to know like, I'm going to take another action outside of it. Yeah. And I'm going to yes. start I'm going to survive it. When you survive it, that's proof in your mind that you can take the different action and you'll be okay. Like that's literally what I've been doing for the last four years. Right. Just learning about myself, like Uh what I normally do and how can I change it? Because you can, if you want, um, it's just going to take time and practice. And it's really not easy. I will say that it's not easy. 100%. I say all the time that the things are simple. They're just not very easy. So like, you're exactly right. What do I normally do? Does it help? No. Maybe I shouldn't do that. That's a very simple process. It's just hard. It's hard because you're, you're so used to the pattern and you're so used to what you normally do. Even if it sucks, like that's a logical thing. But when you're in that anxiety, you're in emotion. I call it gremlin brain. You're in gremlin brain, not like logical land. Um, I love that. I love that you're like, it seems like what you really teach people is to get to know themselves because that's how you navigate these things too, is like, what do I need? Yeah. Great question. I find that most people just never ask. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so, it's so specific to each of us because mm-hmm. we all grew up differently. We all have different yeah. perspectives. Even two, two people in the same family have different mm-hmm. um, on things and it affects them differently. And so like my, the one thing that I do is learn their story. And to me, I think mm-hmm. like, look at our lives on a series of events right? Like if I come, I'm like, well, this happened and then this happened and then all these things happen in my life. And mm-hmm. I just so much going on. Like, yeah. and I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Like, let's yeah. talk about the most big impactful things. And mm-hmm. what we end up doing is pulling out themes of what they felt, what they needed in each of yeah. these. And then they, they're sitting there at the end with like this package of like, wow. And every single one of those events, I thought they were never associated. And each time I really had this whole fear of just feeling like not wanted. Yeah. And, or whatever it is for them, right? Like mine was abandonment or what, it, and it just keeps coming up yep. and it's a disheartening period of like, well, crap, it was really that every single time. Yeah. And they're like, I, they get to a point of like, okay, now my life is more simplified because mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, when I have anxiety and stress right now and I'm not feeling good and um, I'm feeling emotional or triggered, I yeah. know this is my theme. These are my two or three mm-hmm. things. And now I can go back and process and heal those, those, those things yeah. in the past so that in the present I'm not feeling as distressed. And so I just think we're more simple than we think we are. <laughs> and yeah. complicated. We're complicated, but we're more simple. But anxiety complicates. 
Yeah. Like it tells you it's all these things. There's no way it's this thing. Like anxiety is a real bitch, honestly. Um, (laughs) Yes. To all the things you said, like really empowering, giving people tools, helping them know themselves. Now you, you do business on Instagram. Like I imagine a lot of people find you through there. Um, What do you think about like the rise of like mental health influencers? We'll use that term on Instagram and like what happens when mental health becomes like mainstream. Does that make sense? That question. In a good way or a bad way? Either. Um, Both. I haven't, I haven't thought too deeply into it. I will say that. Um, okay. it, uh, I think it's good that there's more people talking about it, mm-hmm. but I think it's hard to know who's, who's experienced it and knows it like yeah. like whose quality whose quality and over mm-hmm. quantity I think I would be overwhelmed if there's like so many people offering that um mm-hmm. or what that help I think it's awesome that there's just so many opportunities right now for yeah. people that help if they want it mm-hmm. um, but I think knowing like who's best for you is might be hard um I don't know if that answers your question I think like yeah it mainstream um I think it's good to normalize it so like I think for me like I just really want to normalize anxiety and so yeah people are talking about it I think it normalizes it um but I do think there's a lot I will say that I have twofold to all of like the mental health stuff that's being Mm -hmm shared is um, I really don't think that a lot of these like mindful practices that we have, um, I think they're really good like practices, but I think it's hard unless you've like done the deeper work that it's actually work. And so I think there's a lot of filtering around of like, you know, meditation and breath work and, um, and like today's a new day, you can do it. Um, Yeah. And really positive things. And to me in like my anxiety state, like none of that worked. Yeah. Um, so I learned myself and then they're awesome practices now, right? Like mm-hmm. are great practices right. now to maintain, but I really have to know myself. And so I think like, there's a lot of cliches that are sh- shared and that, that, um, like, you know, live in the present, leave your past behind. Yeah. They sound lovely, but they're not as easy as we make them. So I right. think more and more people who can like really be honest that it's, it's a hard process, right? Like your anxiety is not going away. We're not here to conquer it. I think yeah. Mix of like there's a mix of information out there. Mm-hmm. In like that's the part that yeah. gets a little like anxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like uh, like the book Atomic Habits, right? It's like picking up the book Atomic Habits, which for people who don't know what that is, it's like how to build habits, um, but never figuring out why you keep starting and stopping things. Like it's not just that your habits aren't right you may need to dig some stuff out and that's part of the issue. And, and I think people will do, they'll buy the book. They'll say, Oh, I'm going to start a new habit. You know, I'm just going to do a weight loss program. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym now. I'm going to meditate every day, but it's like one, they may need the skills to be able to do those things. But two, if you're not really doing the deep work, just like you were saying, like, if you're not doing the deep work, all that stuff is surface level BS. Like it's not, it's not going to help you. And for some people who've done the work, like, that's why the transition is like therapist to coach to, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, I think some people do it backwards. Like they, and, and it takes that, like doing the surface level work to be like, oh, it's five years later and shit really isn't different. 
maybe I need to go deeper, but I wish people would start the other way. I totally agree. I'd say to everybody, like, I mean, like I said, like I did therapy mm-hmm. and, um, I kind of like coach my, I don't, I didn't really, I worked with a coach recently, like I'd mm-hmm. say, but I kind of coached myself. <laughs> like I was kind yeah. of like coaching and therapy. Um, but I, um, and like getting into group coaching was like helpful mm-hmm. for me, but my journey was a lot like therapy and then myself. And then I, um, I tell people that like, I had to, when I was at my worst say, you know what? The fitness out the door, not a habit I'm changing. Um, yeah. I see I'm not changing my work, mm-hmm. not changing, right. Like I had to choose each year to change a new thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, like it was everything out except for my mental health. Yeah. Um, that. And then like the next year I moved and then I was like, okay, I'm ready a year and a half after that. Like I'm ready to bring this back. Yeah. Into dating. I stopped dating. Got into dating. That makes sense. Then uh, this last year was focused on fitness because I'm ready to enter the new like realm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I know what keeps me like my same fear of abandonment happens in fitness, happens in dating, happens in work yeah. happens in everything. Right. So it's like, take it on. Like I take it on mm-hmm. one thing at a time. Yeah. And I've seen so much like improvement, but it was, I had to start finding out what are my fears? What are my beliefs? What's holding yeah. me back deep down in my past everything before I could know like what is literally every day going to stop me from living the life that yeah because it shows up in really weird ways and I think a lot of people because it's their normal (laughs) they don't know like it shows up when someone hits on a theme I'm just like oh that's a theme but they don't connect it because again it's their normal that's why we like hire people to walk around our brain and be like why you live like this like (laughs) I love that you just said that, like That's to walk we, around my brain because it's, I tell people like, I literally couldn't have done it unless someone asked me the right questions because right. I said, we're our best liars. We keep ourselves in these comfort zones. So I'm like, True. I can convince myself out of that. Like I can convince myself it's not that, or it's not them, or it's, it's this whatever. But I'm yeah. like, when you're sitting in front of somebody and they're asking mm-hmm. the questions and you're like, feel, you feel safe. Like you're like, you just, yeah, it all makes, starts to make sense. Yeah. And just, I don't think we're able to do it for ourselves. I mean, I know we're not. Um, if you like learn the skills and practice it, yeah. Like you do it for yourself. No, I but at first yeah. I think it's hard. Like I, I think because people don't know, they literally don't know what they don't know and they don't know what to do, which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've never done it. How would you know? Exactly. I think it's just, hard. I think it's hard. I agree. I think it's hard at first. Mm-hmm. And I also said, like, I actually just said this yesterday to somebody that, um, right? Like when we're changing habits in our own life, there's a lot of people around us who probably aren't. And so, you know, do it by yourself. It's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also like, I think like for me with therapy, right? Like I left and I left and I went into the, into the world with everybody who expected me to be the same person. And that was really Mm -hmm. hard for me and my process. And that's why I like doing it alone is hard, right? Get around people who are also doing. Yeah that work um and like that's been really hard because it's like you're going into that and you have to be really strong for yourself and know like no I am changing I am doing the work and like I know these things are true um but yeah people are not going to be on board with everything that you're doing in your life uh and changing and that's can also be hard why do you think that is why people don't get on board Mm -hmm. yeah I think that it brings out things in them that they don't, they're not ready to filter through themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, get used to you acting a certain way and to you living a certain way. And so that's comfortable for them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they get used to that. Um, and I think like, I mean, for me, I think in family, right. I was processing a lot of stuff, um, from childhood and other things that wasn't bad. I wasn't blaming anybody, but I think it's hard when they haven't really, uh, Mm -hmm. like when parents and stuff. Um, and so me communicating, that was like a challenge or me kind of setting some boundaries around people of like, Mm -hmm. that was like communication boundaries. And a lot of that's my responsibility, um, to do. And they're, they don't know that. So that process was healing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but at first it was clunky because I was like, learning all this stuff. And I don't know how to communicate. And I wasn't at that right. life yet. And yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't know enough. And so, um, and I have an open book. So I was just sharing, sharing, sharing and just yeah. protect myself and like, mm-hmm. boundaries and communication. And so, yeah, it's, um, and I think like where I was right, like at five years ago, I don't think a lot of people were talking about going to therapy. They weren't. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, people were like looking at me like, yeah, oh, what's wrong so with you? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're doing that, but like, I would never do it. Like, I think that's like, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. anxiety, but like, like we probably now I know I'm like, yeah, they all need to need to do it too. But, um, <laughs> but it's just that process is can be super. Lonely. It's like, go ahead. It's just it can be a very lonely process, mm-hmm. for sure. and it can. Which I love that you do a group program. So that must be so empowering for the group members to be like. Because you can do group programs from all over the world, right? So people are just like, oh, me too, which must be such a relief for them. That's like the biggest thing I think that they're walking away with each week mm-hmm. is that like from day one, like meeting one, right? They show up. I think everyone doesn't know what to expect of like, oh, I have to share in a group. And yeah. like people feel so light afterwards. Like that's mm-hmm. always, you know, they feel light. They feel like, they can conquer like the next week or they can mm-hmm. think like they can end. They feel supported because they're no longer the only one. And yeah. to see also, right. Like I talked about simplifying your life and to mm-hmm. see them, I think they have all these unique problems and yeah. it's like, Oh wait, everyone has that. And that's not to mm-hmm. say that your problem doesn't matter at all. That's to say your right. problem matters, but we're all, right. in, we're all in yeah. together. And you're not the only one who has these. We actually all do. Mm-hmm. And like the group is so different, like so different. I have males and females mm-hmm. um, and they're all different. But each person says every week, like, it's so crazy how similar our like fears are, our beliefs yeah. are, like, how similar we are. Yeah. It's like, beautiful. Like we're so all different people and mm-hmm. you really understand like yourself so well, you're going to be able to understand people better. And yeah, like, that's true. Better. Yeah. So how long is your group program? Like explain to us what the programs look like and how to work with you, how to find you, what do they run like? Yeah. So my group program is 12 weeks. Um, so three months, but it is 10, 10 group coaching calls. Um, and then we have one-on-ones on either end. So the one week one and week 12 are the one-on-ones and then mm-hmm. other one-on-ones in the middle. So four one-on-ones, 10 group coaching calls. Um, and yeah. it's, really um to understand your story so that you can unlock your potential is really kind of where it walks it walks through four phases of understanding your story owning it um knowing that it's okay that that's your story and then learning the learned beliefs and the fears and the triggers that come from all of that where they Mm -hmm. came from and then walking into forgiveness so like 
right? Forgiveness letters for themselves, for others, um, learning compassion. And then we go into into communication. So now that I know all this about myself, how then can I communicate with my significant other friends on the other side and share with them, take the ownership, right? I've taken ownership of my triggers and my stuff. And so I'm not placing the blame on them for happening. Um, And that's kind of like how we walk. And then they, they walk away with like one that they really want to focus on mm-hmm. for, um, yeah. So that's kind of the program. Um, love it. I love that. And then I have them filter into a, like, if they choose to filter into a mastermind, I have a, um, a community called the URU community and it is, uh, an anxiety and stress management community that I have people in that are in a lower like level. So it's just a membership based. Yeah. And we have, I drip drop tips every week in there. Cool. And then they have one workshop a month. So those are the two I have right now and one-on-one coaching. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm offering. Yeah. That's awesome. So how do people find you? Yeah. um, I'm on Instagram. My name is on it. It's just Danielle Gonzalez flat out. That's it. Can you spell it? (laughs) Yeah. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. And then G O N Z A L E S. Thank you. Yeah. And um, on there, I have a link on there. So, Linktree, it links to my community and all different discovery calls in order to like talk. I love to chat with whoever, right? Just even if you need to know about what I do or anxiety mm-hmm. or anything is a right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And my next group program starts the first week of May. So, just nice. I will try and align this. It starts. So people would be signing up now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got them all loaded for April already. We can discuss. Um, so lots of ways to work with you, which is awesome. And probably different price points. Like I imagine the one-on-one is more expensive than the group is more expensive than the membership. So if people just want to get a taste, like there's always the membership and they can, they can graduate yeah. from there. Yeah, starting in the membership and then filtering in for sure. Oh yeah. What's like your dream for it? Like, where do you want to see it go? Or are you just like, this is so good. I'm helping people. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely want it to grow in the sense of my community to grow larger. Um, people have that, like having more, bringing on more coaches to work and filter in in that community. Um, I, I do really want to do different types of programs. So this is my signature program and I want mm-hmm. to do a couples program. So I'm looking to oh launch, launch yes. that this summer. Um, I'm really Phenomenal. excited about that. So I, that'll be coming out this summer for sure. Cool. Um, and then I actually um, have an event planning background. So I'm launching a retreat business basically. Um, and I'm doing my first retreat in September and I'll be launching that like in May. So I'm really excited Holy. about Mary both um, my experience and events and connection and what that does to bring people together. And then also, um, mindset stuff. So I'm kind of doing that retreat around how to maximize mindfulness in your day to day and teaching people, like we just talked about what do you need to know about yourself so that you can bring it into those practices. Um, so I'm really excited about that. That's kind of where I see, and like, just honestly, just normalizing anxiety and however I can do that, like on platforms, speaking stuff is really, that is so cool. I love it. Okay, so if you were going to leave our people with one thing that if they hear nothing else, 
Although they hopefully listen to the whole thing because fire. Um, what do you want people to remember or think about or know? That your anxiety, your stress, your emotions, whatever you're feeling is completely normal based on all the experiences in your life that you've had. And so if you can find like forgiveness and like grace within yourself, that um, it's okay. And to get around those people who know that's okay and seek that help um, because that's the key to feeling better or like unlocking whatever you want in your life is just to mm -hmm. see yourself where you are and know that it's, mm -hmm. it's actually okay. Emotions are fine. They're good for us. <laughs> for everything about us, we can't run away from it. <laughs> mm, yes. And remind us again how we can find you so people remember that as well. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is just Danielle Gonzalez um, and with an S at the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, find me there and message me, DM me. Yeah. I love, <laughs> love it. And if they have questions, if people want more information on a certain topic, like tell us what you want and we'll tailor episodes to you. Dude, thank you so much. This was beautiful. Yes, I love that. That was so fun. Thank you for doing that with me. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, but how sweet is Danielle? Not only is she just making waves, doing what she's doing, helping people with anxiety, but she is just so grounded and so nice. Like, I just love nice people, y'all. So go have a beautiful day. If you want more support, if you are an entrepreneur who's struggling, your girl's transitioning into business coaching. So hit me up, livemyhappyhealth.com. And I will see you there. Bye.